it's a very positive step forward for Instagram overall as a platform that they really are listening to their users. However, how I see it is that there's a lot that they cannot control, quite frankly, in terms of mental health and censorship of content because they could very well accidentally censor content that shouldn't have been censored and that causes more problems for other people. Welcome to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Lee, and I'll be sharing industry knowledge and social media tips through weekly interviews with established creators and Q&A sessions. Our goal is to help you decode social media, become a full-time influencer, and do what you love for a living. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. Can you believe it's 2022 already? We are already launching our second season of this podcast. So the last time I showed up here was to give you a recap of my 2021 at the end of last year. And it's a new year. There are changes coming to Instagram and we are going to cover it in today's episode. So every year I like to designate a word of the year. Um, and it's just like this overarching feeling or direction for the year. For example, um, for 2021, it was expand. And my word for 2022 is evolve because I recognize that the social media landscape is quickly changing. So I want to be able to evolve and adapt to all the changes that are happening right now. I don't think I've ever seen Instagram make so many changes on their platform in the last six months in compared to like the whole six years I've been on this platform. Things are moving at a faster pace than ever before. They're really rolling out with multiple updates every month. But don't worry, if you regularly tune into our podcast episodes, our FTI, Instagram, and our email list, we always keep you updated on the latest happenings so you are in good hands. If you're not on our email list, what are you waiting for? Head to our show notes and just click on the link. We send out weekly emails with any kind of Instagram updates or tips and advice and resources. So first, in order to talk about the changes coming to Instagram, let's first hear from the head of Instagram, Adam Mossery. He talks a lot about changes coming, updates, and also he does these weekly Ask Me Anything Q&A. So this next clip is actually directly taken from his recent Instagram video where he talks about 2022 changes and priorities. We're going to have to rethink what Instagram is because the world is changing quickly and we're going to have to change with it. We're going to double down on our focus on video. We're no longer just a photo sharing app and consolidate all of our video formats around Reels and continue to grow that product. We're going to not only double down on our work on controls, but expand into doing more around transparency. We think it's important that people understand how Instagram works if they're going to shape it into what they want or what's best for them and you're gonna to continue to see us focus on creators. They're at the forefront of the shift in power that we're seeing across industries, from institutions to individuals. And one of the most important things that we can do is help them make a living on our platform. And so there'll be a number of new creator monetization products, ways to help creators make a living on our platform that I'm particularly excited about coming out next year. 
In addition to Adam Mosseri's update video, Instagram also published a 2022 trend report for the first time ever back in December 2021. And they will be basing a lot of these changes on their platform heavily for the Gen Z audience as they believe that this is a generation shaping the future of social media platforms. According to this particular trend report, they say, next-gen audiences are consistently creating the future and defining trends on Instagram. Instagram is where teens, creators, tastemakers, and niche communities are key to the creation of new trends. Almost 50% of young people view individuals like themselves or influencers with similar loyal audiences as key for creating trends. So this trend report also goes into more specifics about like what trends they see happening for the year. Um, so they divide it by uh, different niches like fashion, music, etc. And so I'm not going to go into specifics about what trends are happening because honestly, it's different for whatever niche you are in or whatever category you identify yourself as being in um, and also just because something is trending doesn't mean you have to do it only do it if it's true to your voice or you can adapt it to your voice um, just as an example in this report they said that maximalist fashion is in trend but if you're more of a minimalist fashion influencer that doesn't mean you should suddenly become a maximalist right there will always be a dedicated and loyal audience who also love your minimalistic style so what I'm going to derive from this report is more just to understand a big picture direction of where Instagram is going and not trying to break down the trends that they pointed out for each category. So I have identified five main changes coming to the Instagram platform. I will be going through them one by one based on, I think, relevancy to us as creators. And as I explain each one, I will also share my predictions on what this means to us as creators, um, what might be happening, happening in the future, given that this is the change that's coming and also just what you can look out for. So the first big change that Adam Mosseri really uh, talked about and emphasized is all in on video, particularly reels. Now, let's be honest, this is not like new to anybody. In 2021, they did come out and say that Instagram is no longer just a photo sharing app. So we all know the importance of short form video right now. Instagram isn't trying to make video more important just because they're trying to copy TikTok or just because they're trying to penalize people who only post photos. The truth is like a platform like Instagram has to evolve as a business as well or it will simply be left behind. And video content is just naturally more engaging for us. If you could learn about a piece of information in a very quick, short 10 second video versus you have to swipe through five different slides and read everything and that would take you longer than 10 seconds, most of us would probably be more engaged with the 10 second video. So it's simply natural that Instagram is moving into this direction where they will be all in on video. So that means a lot of things for us as creators. One is that it's really important to understand how to create engaging short form video, particularly videos that make people get a reaction. Maybe they want to share it with their friends or they want to save it for later because it's useful information and so on, or it makes them want to like and support your video. So any kind of a reaction is social signaling to Instagram as a platform. And that really signals to the algorithm 
them that people are really engaged with your content. Another very important metric to understand is retention. So how much of the reel are people actually watching? Are they only watching the first two seconds and they don't find it interesting so they swipe away? Or are they watching all the way through? And even better, are they watching it over and over again? So these are all the things that Instagram will look at when you're posting Instagram reels and they will use that to determine if they want to push your reels out to more people. I cover this super, super in-depth inside the Reels Rockership program in dedicated lessons that talk about the algorithm. I also have a dedicated lesson just breaking down the insights and I take 100 plus of my reels from both of my pages and really dissect which ones performed better based on which metrics and all of that. And so that's definitely something you want to check out if you really want to grow on Instagram and learn how to master short form video content. So based on this information, here's some of my predictions on what will be changing on this platform specifically for reels. I think that most likely when you are posting reels, you will reach more people outside of your audience. However, because you are reaching more people outside of your audience and because Instagram is trying to introduce different people's uh, posts into your home feed, I believe that your home reach, meaning your reach within your followers, will slowly decrease over time. So your overall reach as an account could potentially increase. However, your reach of your existing audience could decrease. That's my speculation and that seems to be the case with uh, when people post a lot of reels and when you post carousels and photos and so on, it's more likely that you will reach people who are your actual followers. Um, however, it does seem like photo posts, whether it's single posts, carousel posts, the reach for that in general overall is decreasing for all creators across the board. Obviously, there are some exceptions to this, but this does seem to be the trend. Next prediction is that I think Instagram will come out with three minute reels and I kind of am guessing that they might even just phase out video altogether. Maybe they'll take away the video tab. I mean, they already took away IGTV because clearly people aren't really engaging with IGTV. It was kind of like the flop of all of the different content formats that they introduced. So my prediction is that they're going to just make the regular video obsolete and introduce three minute reels. And it will be similar to TikTok where you can scroll at the bottom because three minutes is a long time for people to keep watching. So they're going to give you the option to scroll through and skip through certain parts, but all of the reels under a minute, most likely you won't be able to skip. In fact, the video that Adam Mazzari posted about um, 2022 updates is already two minutes plus, but it is in a real format. So I'm guessing this might be a new thing that they are testing and only special accounts have access right now. And in the future, they will allow most accounts to be able to post up to three minutes for reels. I also have been seeing several people get this new looking kind of feed where all of their reels are larger, like longer than the four by five dimension in the feed. So it takes up more space relative to photo posts. And this was really interesting. I have three accounts and one of my accounts had this change 
temporarily, and I remember taking a screenshot. It doesn't take up the full screen per se, but it's definitely longer than the 4x5 dimension. And so this means that when you post reels, you're definitely going to get better engagement and just more interaction with people. So I think Instagram is like trying to lean more and more towards TikTok and really just have the videos become full screen one day. Next prediction for Reels is that Instagram will come out with more editing tools and uh, like fun effects. For example, like changing your eye color, changing your hair color or slow zoom or whatever. So all of those effects that make people want to post Reels, I believe they will introduce more of them. Anything that helps to make creating Reels within the platform easier, I believe they will try to introduce. They want to encourage people to use their effects and create more Reels. So I believe there will be more editing tools and more effects. My next prediction for Reels is that right now, because we are only seeing predominantly um, aesthetic Reels and more polished Reels, I think this will really quickly become a little too saturated and just too much of the same type of aesthetic reels. And so I have a feeling that over the next few months, more authentic feeling reels and more like talking reels that make the platform feel more casual and more approachable will become more and more common. So it's going to be less aesthetic focused. And also I think out of these talking reels, some of the best performing ones will probably be more educational reels because um, educational reels provide more value, make people want to save the reel and interact with it, share it with other people and all of that. And I also think that as people understand more and more that posting reels, creating video content is very, very important, I think there will be more competition. It will be more saturated. So you can't just throw spaghetti at a wall and hope that one of your reels will go viral and something will stick, right? You need a proven formula, which is what we provide inside the Reels Rocketship program. You need to understand the elements that actually go into a viral reel and how to create good hooks and also how to find trending music, match the music, how to make sure your video qualities are at least decent quality so that people will continue to watch your whole reel. Also a separate kind of commentary I want to make about reels and short form video in general is that music is now going to be more and more visual. So what I'm finding is that a lot of new artists and new musicians, singers and all of that, they are being discovered on TikTok because TikTok has a huge focus on music. You couldn't even mute the platform, right? When you open TikTok, if you go to your feed, if anything is playing, you have to listen to the sound. And I think that's very, very interesting because right now, Instagram, you can mute the sound on Reels. And so some people may still be watching Reels without music. However, on TikTok, you cannot do that. And I feel like music and audio of sound will become more and more in a very, very important part of video content. So you, you're going to really have to know how to match the music up, right? How to find the right type of music to, to uh, pair with the content that you're creating because music is going to be visual and music is now social as the trend report that Instagram put out also says. They also have a um, special page just about music and dance and they talk about how short form video is redefining music discovery and musical experiences are set to increase 
increase on non-traditional music platforms like Instagram. And so actually, this is making me think, could it be possible that one day Instagram will take away the mute function on Reels? I think it might happen. I'm going to make that my last prediction for Reels. All right, moving on to the second large change that's going to happen to Instagram. And this is a very interesting change. It's that you will have more control over how your interface looks. For example, you can control the content that you see. You can hide your own like counts. You can make more uh, restrictions for words, certain words and language in the DMs. Uh, you can test out the different fees that's going to roll out. And I'll talk about that shortly. And also they're going to create a curated area of just your activity. So you can see your likes, comments, photos, videos, and also manage them all in one place. So these are all functions that Instagram has introduced so that you can have more control over how you experience Instagram. This has actually never before been a focus of Instagram. They've always just done their own thing and they'll just change it up whether you like it or not. And they just kind of force the change onto their users. And now they are trying to give people the option on how they want their feed to look and how they want their likes to show and all of that. I do personally have mixed feelings about this. So let's talk about it specifically. Let's talk about Instagram bringing back the chronological feed. So the way they're going to bring it back is actually they're going to give you the option to choose what type of feed you want to be watching. So the first option is home. And that's basically just the way it is right now. It's an algorithmic feed, meaning the algorithm determines what shows up first for you uh, based on your interests and based on the way you have interacted with all of the accounts that you're following. And then the second type of feed you can choose from is called following. And this is just every single person that you're following, but in a more chronological order. The third one is favorites. So you get to manage your favorites, add a few select people. For example, you don't want to miss any of your brother's posts because he lives on the, the other side of the country. And so you can favorite your brother's account or you have a favorite creator that gives you information like the full-time influencer.co page or my of leather and lace page. Like you don't want to miss my creative posts. And so you put me in your favorites folder. And so when you scroll through the favorites, which supposedly should be in chronological order, you'll see all of your um, closest accounts that you want to follow, whether it's to get information or to just keep in touch with your family and friends. My prediction for this kind of change with how people can can view their feed. Um, this is kind of tough, but my prediction is that I think overall people will start to see even less reach, unfortunately. And I have reason to think that they may also see more unfollows. And cre as creators, we really need to differentiate ourselves as a personal brand in order to be remembered. So your core audience will always be there. Okay, so don't worry too much just yet. But if you don't really have like a clear niche or you haven't really developed um, a very authentic voice yet, this is the time to start thinking about it. So learn how to properly niche down so that people will remember who you are. You won't just be another influencer who's into lifestyle, travel, fashion, beauty, and skincare, right? All, all trying to do everything in just one page. Let's say you are a Korean skincare expert and people know you for that and you give great advice. 
you have a much higher chance of being added to someone's favorites folder than if you had a general page where you just share a little bit of everything and you have no focus. Am I right? Do you agree? So you really want to start to think about how you can niche down and be an authority in a certain area. And just to clarify, being an authority doesn't mean that you have to be an expert by like worldwide standards. It just means that you know more than your target audience. So for example, if your target audience is, let's say, people who have never touched a camera before but want to learn photography, then you, if you're an amateur photographer, you can target people who have less knowledge than you in photography and you can still teach them. You can be that photographer who teaches people to become an amateur photographer. I also mentioned that it's really important that you want to develop your authentic voice. And I think this is important because in order to really be remembered and be put into people's favorites folder, uh, you want to be able to truly speak from a place from authenticity. I think no matter what you do online, when you are real with people, when you are authentic, people can sense it and they will appreciate the, the value that you bring to the table, the, the vulnerability and just the realness because it's relatable and it's things that they can learn from, right? So learn how to develop those deeper connections with your audience. You're going to really need that and have more conversations with them. Maybe it's more conversations in stories. Maybe it's more conversations in DMs. This is going to help to build that stronger bond. And so I mentioned that there may be more unfollows. And the, my reasoning is because a lot of people nowadays follow over probably a thousand or even two thousand accounts, right? If they are scrolling on their following feed, which is chronological, chances are they're probably going to see people that they followed a long time ago and they don't even remember who it is because it's just based on chronological order. It's not based on what they engage with more, what they like more. And so they're going to see like these accounts that look like total strangers and then they're going to want to unfollow. So I would say expect some unfollows, but just know that unfollows is not a bad thing. It just means that they weren't really there for you and you never got a chance to develop that more close connection with them. So they wouldn't really have engaged with your account anyway. And I also said that I projected less reach overall, um, especially I think for larger accounts. And the reason is just because people will likely want to add probably their friends and families and probably creators that they've had a connection with to their favorites folder. Or maybe they, they'll even add like some um, competitors to their favorites folder to do market research and, you know, keep in touch with what's going on in the industry. Uh, but this just means that uh, for a lot of creators, if you are not really differentiating yourself, you'll probably experience a slightly lower reach. But don't worry, I don't think it's all gloom and doom. I know that Instagram as a platform is really valuing creators, especially now. So, and that's actually one of the things I'm going to talk about later. So I am confident that if you are a creator who can provide value on your platform, it will work out for you. But also the less reach will be across the board. So maybe you'll see less reach, but chances are most everyone else probably is experiencing the same. Basically, the industry standard for reach will have to be readjusted. 
Third change coming to the Instagram platform is its focus on making it a safer place for young people and also improving users' mental health. Uh, Instagram has introduced several new functions like take a break, where they literally ask you to take a break after you've been scrolling for too long, and also parental controls. We've also seen them introduce sensitive content control. It's inside everyone's account settings, and basically you can choose whether you see photos or videos that could be deemed to be more upsetting or offensive, or you limit it, or you limit it even more. So. This is kind of an interesting change coming to the platform. What I see Instagram doing is basically they are addressing every single person's complaint and really trying to do their best to、um, make their customers happy. The customers that they could be potentially losing to younger platforms like TikTok, and so people were like, "Give us the chronological feed." So they're like, "All right, all right, we'll give it to you." Although it's technically three different options, which. I think is still better than just completely reverting to the chronological feed because, quite frankly, for me, I think that would be a little devastating. And they're also making mental wealth a priority because a lot of people are saying that IG has become a little toxic in terms of、uh, consuming content and also cyberbullying, online harassment, all of these types of problems that. People, especially young people, face when they're on platforms like Instagram. So I do think that it's a very positive step forward for Instagram overall as a platform that they really are listening to their users. However, how I see it is that there's a lot that they cannot control, quite frankly, in terms of. Mental health and censorship of content because they could very well accidentally censor content that shouldn't have been censored, and that causes more problems for other people. So I would say that it's applaudable that Instagram is trying to make these changes. However, my prediction is that there will be more and more censorship on the Instagram platform. So. Uh, any kind of nudity, any kind of negativity, or even like anything close to being political, may potentially be very limited in reach. And what this means is actually it kind of limits people's creativity. It may limit people who just have an alternative point of view, but isn't necessarily doing any harm to anyone. So that is a little concerning because this means that it could be suppressing、um, the voices of minorities, and people's voices really should be heard. And so overall. I think as a platform, people's mental health or their happiness on the platform probably won't see a big change, but we may see some changes in the reach of marginalized groups. Are you enjoying the Full Time Influencer podcast so far? If so, then we'd love for you to share this episode with someone who will benefit from it, or share this episode to your Instagram stories. Our mission is to help aspiring creators around the world, and with your help, we get one step closer with every share. Thank you so much, and now back to the show. Next change coming to the Instagram platform is an amazing one for creators like us. 
Instagram is really focusing on supporting creators in more ways to make it a full-time career. Back about three years ago, I would say three, four years ago, Instagram really did very, very little to support their creators, if anything at all, to be honest. Um, it was always people flocking to Instagram and being able to monetize on Instagram through various other methods like brand deals and selling their own products and all of that. However, now Instagram really sees that it's important as a platform to also uh, nurture their creators, to support their creators, to help their creators, to be able to make this a full-time income. And so that's a huge focus on their part. If you think about how the other social media platforms are functioning, it's really a no-brainer for Instagram to basically dish out more money and make it more feasible for creators to make this a full-time job because TikTok is paying their creators to post just from ad revenue. Even though the amount is so small, it doesn't really make a dent for most people and for people who are really making enough money from the ad revenue on TikTok are probably making 10x on brand deals and other income sources because it's probably because they already have a lot of followers. And if you look at Snapchat, they also had this huge initiative last year to pay creators um, in huge amounts. And YouTube is also very well known since the beginning for paying creators. They've always been paying creators with their YouTube ad revenue. And this is actually where many creators make a healthy, healthy income. Some even make a million or two million dollars from the videos that I've seen on YouTube. Um, the finance focused channels that have millions of followers, they do make seven, multiple seven figures just from the platform itself. So these other platforms are all focusing so much on paying their creators. And now Instagram is finally catching up and taking these steps. And I think it's great. So far from what we've seen, Instagram has done a great job with the Reels bonus. However, the one caveat is a lot of people cannot even apply for the Reels bonus. For example, my company's address is based in Puerto Rico and I am based myself in Puerto Rico and New York City, but I cannot apply for the Reels bonus. And if I had applied, my bonus would have been 35,000 for the period uh, if I reach, I believe it was like 50 million views. And during this period, I actually got 30 something million views. So I would have been able to make probably $20,000 just from the Reels bonus uh, should I have been able to apply for the program. And I imagine there's a lot of people around the world who also want to apply for Reels bonus and make income from posting their valuable Reels content. Hopefully this is what Instagram is talking about the more ways to make it a full-time career is that they're going to start rolling out Reels bonus to various other countries as well because I, I think that could really, really encourage people to post more engaging Reels. And while Adam Osseri did not give very specific details on how they plan to give creators more ways to make money, my prediction is that they're going to focus more on affiliate links for creators. So you're going to see a lot of posts that have tags on them where you can go and shop the particular item or maybe it's something they're talking about. It could be a 
jacket, a skirt, or it could be home appliances or even you know larger items. And so the creators will be able to make affiliate income by linking these items on the Instagram platform. And this actually segues perfectly into my last point. The last change that I want to talk about that's coming to Instagram is more in-app shopping. So this is definitely not surprising at all. Instagram has been more and more focusing on and pushing in-app shopping in the last few years. So according to their trend report, over one in four, actually 27% of teens and young adults are expecting to shop directly through their social media feeds and special in-app features. Nearly half of young people who are interested in new shopping experiences are keeping up with their shopping interests on Instagram. And so clearly, Instagram is really going to try and double down on in-app shopping, whether that's in a reel or in a post or in stories using uh, link stickers or in IG Live, you'll be able to link items and sell during a live. So those will be all of the things that they're going to really push this year so that people will get more and more used to in-app shopping. My personal thoughts on this is actually just that this was inevitable. We can see a huge shift from consumers going from computer, laptop to slowly over the last 10 years becoming more and more um, mobile. So all of their purchases and purchasing behavior have become predominantly mobile. And I mean, I personally, I'm still kind of used to shopping on my computer, but I'm starting to make a lot of purchases on my phone as well. And I think this is just a natural progression of user behavior. Everything is going mobile because it's convenient, it's quick, it's immediate. And so this last point is not surprising at all. Although when they first started to really push Instagram shopping, like in-app shopping, there was a lot of pushback. There was a, a lot of people who were like, stop trying to make a shop on Instagram. I hate it. But in the last year or so, I'm seeing less and less people complain about that. In fact, I myself have been doing a little bit of shopping in the shopping tab. I actually find it really convenient when I go onto my Instagram platform and I go in the shopping tab or I'm scrolling in a feed and then I save an item to uh, my saved folder. It is in a separate wish list. So whenever I am planning trips, for example, or I'm planning a photo shoot, I can just go into that folder and look at the stuff that I saved and really quickly be able to make a purchasing decision. So for me, as a person whose purchasing decisions are heavily influenced by what I see on Instagram, this is actually honestly a great function for me in app shopping. And so my prediction is that it's a matter of time that in app shopping becomes fully integrated on the platform and that people really become used to it and it becomes like a very common way to shop our day-to-day -day items. So those are the five main changes coming to the Instagram platform. A lot of these, to be honest, aren't even new at all. I would say probably the only new thing is the chronological feed coming back as a one in three options for people's home feed. And all of the rest is pretty much a continuation of a longer term trajectory and change that has always been happening on this platform.
Before I draw a conclusion, I do want to mention a general influencer marketing trend. This has actually been noted inside the Instagram trend report, and it says that creators have risen to the level of A-list celebrities. When it comes to influence and impact, online influencers clout continues to grow and cement these creators as legitimate tastemakers. One in four young people say that social media influencers are the most important spreaders regardless of the sizes of their following. And four out of five of these young people agree that social media and other online celebrities have more influence on culture than traditional celebrities like actors. This is very interesting to read, and especially they also point out one in four 13 to 24 year olds agree that micro influences with loyal and highly engaged audiences are most important when creating new trends. So basically what it's saying is that influences, in particular smaller influences with a very dedicated following, will help to shape the society's tastes and cultural phenomenons and also people's purchasing decisions more than ever before. What this means is that there's never been a better time than now to start growing your following and becoming a successful influencer. There are so many different ways that you can monetize your following and there is a niche for everybody as long as you can let your unique voice shine. So here's what we know. Changes are coming to the platform and we need to adapt to these changes. The good news is when there's change, it often means there's opportunities for people to grow with these changes. So we may not know exactly how this chronological timeline will turn out. It could be for the better. Maybe we'll see a slightly decrease in reach. Maybe you'll get some unfollows from people who have turned into ghost followers and then suddenly saw your posts again, but that's okay. We'll be able to take these experiences and then learn from them, level up our social media strategy, our content, and also strengthen the bond that we have with our audience. Make sure you sign up to our email list, tune into our podcast, and follow the updates, and you'll be able to use all of these changes to your advantage. I'm honestly really excited for 2022, and I'm excited to tackle this year with you. Thanks again for tuning in to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who could benefit from it, and I'll see you in the next one.